Get ready for non-stop action. Get ready for non-stop excitement. They're doing the job possibly nobody wants. Watching every canon film and analyzing them. To death. Frank Garcia Hale. Jeff Garlock in The Canon Canon. Frenchie, for a piece of ass, you would start World War III. Welcome to the Canon Canon. My name is Jeff Garlock. And I am Frank Garcia, 50-50 Hale. You know, Frank, what the hell does that name mean? Because I don't know. Because <laughs> it's the odds, baby. You got a 50-50 chance that this movie's going to be good. Uh, or you got a 50-50 yeah. chance the tone is going to be what you think it is. You have a 50-50 chance of a joke landing. You have a 50-50 chance of it being fun. Of course, what are we talking about here? We are talking about, well, of course, I always forget to say, this is the Canon Canon, the <laughs> podcast where we talk about Canon films and all of their amazing and not so amazing, but sometimes amazing because of their not so amazing, this output. And today is, we're covering a movie that I'm going to say right away, should have been fun as hell. It, on paper and <laughs> on paper. Uh, the, the preview, because when we were like, Saying like, hey, which movie should we cover today? Yep. And I was going through uh, the Patreon, you know, suggestions. Wait, we have a Patreon? We sure do. Oh, patreon.com slash the Canon Canon, where you can help us pick what movies we do. You get could have been a Canon episodes early. You sometimes get Canon soundtrack videos. You also sometimes will get uh, episodes uh, early. uh, What else do I do? What else do we do? Other shit? We do a lot of stuff. A lot of shit. Commentaries, yes. Commentaries. I mean, it's crazy. uh, uh, Product reviews. Product reviews, exactly. (laughs) Oh, quickly, sorry. Just speaking of our Patreon, just because it reminded me of business, uh, Eric, uh, you said thank you for the shout out uh, in our last episode where I thanked you so much for becoming a new Patreon member. Uh, you're, you have a French last name and it's pronounced Terrio. So Eric Terrio. Okay. I think I said Eric Thoreau or something you like did. that. You did, yeah. Like yes, Justin but he Thoreau. said that's how most people say it anyway. That's, I, I get it. Hey, man. We I all, we it. both get it. <laughs> but I really do like to try, I mean, as I think, yeah, both of us having names that people mess up all the time. Uh-huh. And we would, I think we just on his side, we've talked about this. I remember it's sometimes teaching sketch classes and having people be like, say my last name however you want. And I'd be like, no. No, I want to say it how you it's want. It's your name. Like, don't let everyone else be a dummy. Like, I'm going to still mangle it, but. I mean, what, you didn't want to be a dick about it like Frenchie was when he was trying to do the roll call? My God, Frenchie. Jesus Christ. So, yes. Yeah, so, speaking of, yeah, we are our Patreon members had uh, suggested this one. Well, it was in a long list. Yes. Of, yeah. And we, we were a great like, long list. Yeah. We're still working on it. We're still working on it. But I was like, I was looking at trailers on YouTube to be like, oh, what seems fun? You know, it's like, I want a fun, like, comedy. Yes. You know? And so I saw, I was like, man, you got Peter Weller. You got, uh, what's Robert his name? Hayes. Robert Hayes from, from Airplane. Airplane. And I was like, the, the, the trailer looked fun. The like, poster looks fun as hell. Oh yeah, you're like you can't. I remember the VHS box too. By the way, it it definitely is one that looks so familiar, and also will lead to a conversation I want to have about just like the 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 depth of the existence of movies. Yeah, um, but, but it says yeah. it tells the whole story, right? I mean, or the story it wants you to believe it is, where uh, Peter Weller, of course, he looks like you know he's ready for action. Robert Hayes is uh, just like, oh, boy, and there's a bunch of guns pointing at them. 
I also, do you have any, oh, so speaking of, yeah, so what is this movie? We already said it, but. 50-50. 50-50, baby, that came out in. It was supposed to come out in 91. Supposed to come out in 91. It came out in 93-ish. But also had a limited VHS release. release on 92. Yes, in so, the UK, yeah. And we'll get into this, was a script that's existed since 1980. Yes. So this fucker's been floating around. Yeah, and who was attached to it before? Yeah, so, well, yeah, let's, let's get, get into it out some of it right away. Get it out of the way. Yeah, so what? So this is a movie, it, 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 the script existed in 1980. It was, uh, at one point, it was going to be a Stallone movie. Mm-hmm. Stallone was going to be Weller's part in it. Yeah. And at one point, there was a round where it was going to be him and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> and then Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy yeah. was going to be <laughs> He's right here, people. And then, so that didn't go. And then Stallone was going to do it with Kurt Russell. That's right. And Kurt that Russell. That would have been awesome. I mean, maybe. And that's a discussion for, I truly was like thinking, yeah. would it be or is the problem in the scripts or what? It's the t- the tone is all over the place. Yes. We'll, get, we'll get into it. But. And so they ended up not doing it. They ended up doing uh, Tango, Tango Cash, Cash yeah. which was originally called The Setup. Uh-huh. And so then it just kind of floated around. And then eventually Canon comes along. And oh yeah. Like, We're Canon, baby. <laughs> oh, this script has existed for like 10 years. It must be good. Let's get it. Oh, it's a fun topic like CIA and putting in a puppet government uh, and showing how crappy America is. That's fun. Let's do that. But let's do it with Norris and Dudikoff. Oh yeah. I'm guessing, and I think maybe this was listed somewhere, but Norris was gonna be Weller's part. Yes. Would be my guess. Yes. And Dudikoff as Robert Hayes part. But even that sounds not Dude, right. I can imagine that read that first read through and just everybody being like, Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, these boy. jokes uh he'll get it. They'll get it. They'll, they'll get, get it. it. Yeah, yeah. No, we can do this. But maybe weirdly lucky for us. I don't know if it's a lucky, but Norris was basically like, I'm so sick of the forest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, I don't want to go there anymore, Like, please. you keep sending me for months on end into the forest. If it's not missing in action, it's missing in action too. Or Firewalker. You just keep dumping me in the forest. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I, one of the first things I noted, which then I thought about with Norris, is just how sweaty a forest shoot is like because like robert hayes is just drenched from the beginning and it's got to be just a filthy shoot non-stop yeah you you're sweaty you're wet mm-hmm. you're miserable it's not a place for an actor it's not a place for an actor trying to do rich comedy action no man you need the the cushiness of a studio oh baby on the warner lot come on (laughs) exactly yeah so what end up happening they end up doing this and this is obviously also so late in canon like this is like they're really strong it's canon pictures incorporated yes so it is is menachem out at that point yes so yeah, so maybe it's got just your and this is like I'll say this, it makes sense. When you're watching it, I wrote down that it feels like a tax write-off. You know what I <laughs> mean? Really like do, yeah. it feels like we need to dump some money somehow to save our butts. Yeah. 
And so we we own this. It's been floating around for a while. Screw it. Let's finally do it. Uh, even though it still somehow involves being in the freaking forest. Um, I So I, I do also want to, just because I thought it was the funniest version of it. I almost want you to read it, but... Oh, boy. Well, the, the YouTube description. So we watched it on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, it is available, I think. Somewhere. Yeah, it's available to rent. Yeah, you can rent it, but... But the whole thing's on YouTube. Yeah. And the we, transfer is probably going to be the same as... <laughs> I mean, that is the thing. Like, honestly, I think, honestly, we, we know we want to do a fun one. We both had a feeling. Yeah. We didn't know if we needed to support this one in a bad oh. transfer, per se. But the YouTube description is... The summary of what this is, I guess. I'm going to do it in my Frank doing a voice. <laughs> Two buddies run into each other on a remote South Seas island where revolution is a daily happening. Recruited by the CIA to overthrow a power-mad dictator, their mission is to raise an army. But the choices are few and the odds are high until a beautiful freedom fighter shows them the way. Battling the odds and themselves, these two mercenaries become something they've never thought they would. Heroes. I'm a real wild one, wild one. <laughs> I, I also don't know if that guy, because this is on someone's personal thing. I don't know if they pulled that from a description or they just thought this is the best summary of what the movie is. <laughs> and it is kind of what the movie is, but we'll get even further into uh, what, just kind of what doesn't work. Because I do think that's what this movie ends up being to me, is slightly a litany of just things that don't work but also i know you texted me while we were you were watched it first and you had a little bit of just like oof woof this one is well hard to get through okay so <clears throat> you know maybe and i'm sure there because the reviews on imdb were like very favorable and maybe it was my mindset for the week or whatever but i i tried uh i started it on friday night got about 10 minutes in and then i was like i'm gonna save it for tomorrow night <laughs> i was like i'll take an edible maybe it'll help a little bit <laughs> and then i took an edible uh-huh started watching 30 more minutes of it and i said i can't do this i need to i need to go i need to watch music videos i need to i can't i can't do this yeah and then last night I was like, I have an hour left or so. I'm going to finish this. And I finished it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I really had a hard time. Again, I don't know if it's just my mental state or where, like, maybe, and maybe you love this movie. Maybe you think the jokes are great. But I just was like, it was exhausting. The the forced snark yeah. and the line deliveries of like, the, it's like almost like, well, now you say your line, I say my snarky line. And it's that very like put on like, you know, ah, you were always in my way. And like, you know, they kind of <laughs> like the old, like, it's almost like a 1940s movie. Yes. But it has the 40s cadence, but through a 90 lens or oh, whatever. It is. I mean, like, yeah, late 80s, early 90s, yeah. just like incredibly. And also, I'm sure some of you will roll your eyes at this, but like, like annoyingly sexist. <laughs> I mean, it's sexist, like, I mean, yeah. sexist, like, whatever. It's bad, but it's. Like, you know, sometimes you watch Ghostbusters or one of those movies, like, oof, yeah. <laughs> you know, but then like, this one is just overtly like, ooh, you know what it is? And again, all this will get into even more is like, 
I did kind of the same thing. As I watch, like the way I watched this one was, I had your warning, and it's always harder when we're watching on YouTube because I'm like, well, my wife's not going to get involved in this at all. Yeah. And then there's nothing worse than like, all right, night's done. I'm going to sit over on my computer and you read over there. But so I ended up doing like, watched it when my kid was on an iPad for like 45 minutes. <laughs> then when I was done with my part of tuck in, watched another half hour. Yeah. And then we watched some stuff together and then <laughs> she went to bed and then I was like, all right, yeah. I'll finish it up. <laughs> and I wasn't upset about that because I'll say this, it's both, we've, we've watched bad movies. It's both not bad and not good. It is totally yes. one of the more, and even I would say shooting wise, and we'll talk about the director, but like. It's it is actually one of the more serviceable canon movies, and to the point where it actually didn't feel completely like a canon sometimes, in that the direction did seem serviceable. Yeah, and like it it here was the one of the uh, the two big things that I realized watching it is uh, one I realized that like. We talk a lot about how, like, there's too many movies. There's too much content. <laughs> but honestly, I think we all forget that, yes, there is. There's an a crazy amount now at this point. There still was a crazy amount then. Like, I can't fathom how many movies that are made by actors that I'd be like, I really like them. Yeah. I'm going to check out their whole filmography. And then you're like, wait, they have like 40 more movies than I thought? It's not like movies ever, and this is the ultimate one of those. Like, it's what you said. You recognize the box. Yeah. It probably was on HBO or Cinemax a bunch, but just as like a fill-in movie. <laughs> like, uh, uh, it totally exists, and you don't watch it, and like, it's not like whether you, uh, how you feel about it, or uh, like it like us, or maybe don't like it, but something like Hard Rock Zombies. Yeah. Like, lives in that world of just like... You can't completely make a movie like this anymore. It's so low budget in a certain way. And yes, right. yes, I'll say when I sometimes look at ads for like horror distros, I'm like, how the what the fuck are these movies? <laughs> yeah, there'll be like 50 movies, and like I'm like, how are there like four movies in the Collector series <laughs> or like Terrifier? And now that I watch it again, Pluto TV, I start watching some of the collection or the Collector. Yeah, and I was like, it's I don't understand who paid for these things <laughs> who exactly is watching them yeah so it still exists but like it's just there are so many movies like and that's part of what this podcast is we could do so many of them like we could watch let it ride we could watch moon over parador yeah all these movies that like we remember richard dreyfus but what the fuck were these movies and same <laughs> with this like 50 50 is the ultimate oh i saw that in a billion times as a box so i also realized that and this is something maybe we'll even talk about more. I did a lot of comparisons with this movie with Commando. Okay. Because it was, uh, I think because it was like a made-up country. So it got me <laughs> right. thinking about Valverde. Yeah. But also I was thinking about, there are many reasons like a movie like Commando is fun and this movie isn't. Mm. And I think it's like a, whatever the, it, you know, I think one of the reasons I thought about it is we'll talk about the the like slaughter scene where everyone gets murdered. Jesus Christ, yeah. 
But it was right around that time where I was like, this is the equivalent of Commando. There's the whole scene where he just murders everyone. Why it can be fun in Commando and not in this, especially now, is no matter what, even though if you were like sitting there and you're like super progressive and can't deal with any movie that involves cops, the <laughs> army, what have you, um, partly because also just to say on a side, I was thinking about, I don't know if you read that uh, Phil Nobile Jr. piece where it was like he was like responding to apparently there's some Washington Times article or post or something that was basically like Laurie Strode would be a conservative voter. Oh, right. Sort of argument. And he was like, maybe. I don't know. Like, not really. And like, he's like, honestly, you should have waited till the new Texas came out because she just becomes a Texas Ranger. That's more of a. And his argument, he was like, honestly, I think Laurie Strode becomes more of a person who doesn't vote. Yeah. Like, only would vote for you if Michael Myers is going to be <laughs> killed. And I was like, that's a very funny take. Uh, and it's very true. Um, but he also didn't point out, and I was like, oh, this applies to our movies. He was just like, you know, an argument that is not the first one to say, but just like people aren't comfortable with movies they that are don't relate to exactly politically. Right. Like, and he basically was just like, we all wanted to watch Dirty Harry, but who really wanted to be pulled over by Dirty Harry? <laughs> right. And isn't that every movie we watch? Like, oh, yeah. it's like, because I'm an adult, though, I can understand fantasy versus reality. Exactly. I can understand a revenge fantasy versus actual Well, revenge. you would think that some uh, adults would understand that, but... M- but as my old therapist used to always say, everyone gets older, not everybody grows up. Uh, which is such we're just being proven more and more. Um, but the thing with like Commando versus this movie, and I was trying to think of what's the difference of why Commando's fun besides the Arnold Schwarzenegger and the fucking yeah. soundtrack's unbelievable and it's just the greatest movie ever, is that no matter what, even though he like works for the army, he works for vague special ops. <laughs> So it's like enough of a disconnect that you're oh, like, yeah. I don't fucking know. Like, it's like, same, yeah, a thing. Oh, yeah. Same with Predator. Yeah. Same with Cobra. Yep. It's like he's on the zombie squad. What it's the like, fuck I don't know what that? the fuck like, that is. I've never heard of right. that yet in our life. And on top of it, uh, Dan Hadaya is playing a ruthless dictator who kidnaps children. Uh-huh. So you can pull on those bullshit heartstrings. So when he's slaughtering the poor... Uh, you know, community members of Valverde, who, if you were sitting there, you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, they're just kind of stuck and they're working low wages and like, that's not fun, but yeah. they're cartoonish characters. Yeah. They're still problematic, but in a more fun way. Yeah. Because the opposite of what this movie is, <laughs> where you're like, wait a second, maybe I just can't hang with a movie that's essentially about, hey, we're the CIA. We install puppet regimes. We start secret wars around the fucking world. None of that shit feels super kosher to anyone. And we're also going to do some weird transition where now they're heroes, but because basically we're told that this regime they're backing is okay, but it's vague why. Yeah. It's unclear because it's an unclear movie too. Yeah. And then halfway through, spoiler alert, America is going to be like, no, we're actually backing a different puppet regime. (laughs) And now we're going to slaughter all of these people. So then all of a sudden you're like, wait, you had the levity of meeting all of these people. And now literally we're just watching them die. Yeah. Versus again, there's a problematic part 
you could always find, but I'm fine with it because I'm a fucking adult. <laughs> but in Commando, where it's like, they're not really killing human beings. Right. Like, because... they are just like general concepts. In this movie, they made us learn about who was getting murdered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they watched them get murdered. Well, they gave them humanity, but then also they... Uh shit on them most of the time too right so it's like you give them no break whatsoever which might also be one of the few canon moves in there it's like it's like constantly like is there a theme or something you're like an issue you're trying to get across to us or not you can't decide (laughs) and it also does have a correlation with delta force like i know people i we both enjoy delta force but delta force is more of a complicated watch yeah because of the whole realness and then the counter with, and now he's on a rocket bike. And you're just like, <laughs> and con- honestly, this movie needed a little bit more Delta Force. It needed a lot more Delta Force. I mean, because like there were parts where they're like, they're picking up, I mean, like the helicopter scene, which was pretty impressive, but yeah. it was just like, uh, yeah, you're right. I think because part of it felt, I wrote down in my notes uh, about that part. Like once a helicopter scene happens, then it's like, the movie shifts completely. Yes. The tone shifts completely. I was like, all of a sudden it's like, is this trying to be like good morning Vietnam or like, right. You know, China beach, you know, like it has that kind of feeling to it where it's like, Oh, there's some lighthearted moments, but no, you know what? Actually, that's great. That's a great, I didn't think about that, but it is thinking about the time. And that is the time of the uh, finding a, a, uh, a, a light it's basically finding a uh sugar to help the medicine go down yes. sort of situation it's Absolutely. not the starkness of a couple years before of uh platoon hamburger whatever the very uh platoon leader yeah which now Ooh. honestly by the way uh for Canada fans hulu will not stop shoving it down my throat <laughs> they've got platoon leader and it is like the number one recommendation for me every night they want me to watch platoon leader and You're i like, don't know how to tell them i've and, seen it yeah seen it did an episode okay i'll <laughs> go listen to the george s clinton soundtrack instead but uh uh yeah that make totally makes sense it's like the beginning of uh, uh, the Vietnam dramedy. Yes, yes, <laughs> so very much they, so. Yeah, but they don't canon style nail it. Like, uh, yeah, but it, also it's just such a tone shift, and it's not even like fun in no. that first half where it's like you know, oh, bickering, you know, like what's the scam, you know, like type of, you know, it's not fun enough exactly to warrant the switch. You haven't earned and. Yeah, that is where I constantly was like, would it be fun with Stallone and Kurt? Kurt well, could have really sold the fuck out of some of this shit. I think he would have, but Peter Weller was good for that part because he's like, yeah, it's just about the money, but you can, sh- he's being able to show. And I think that has to go with his Robocop shit because yeah. like he has to do so much acting and all that shit that he's like, now that he's out of it. Also, <laughs> there were part, Peter Weller's kind of a, unusual body type but i was like did that uh wearing that costume just squish him he is <laughs> so, he so, he so light weird. like he's yeah. just so like looks like a scarecrow yeah his body is yeah i do think not to body shame sorry no it's just that's what he he is a lanky man yeah. and it, it was like something that's how they were shooting him it is also weird peter weller is hard to not picture either 
uh, he's done a lot of things, but it's hard to not picture either the bulkiness of being in a RoboCop. Yeah. Or the streamlined 80s-ness of Buckaroo Batsai, <laughs> yeah. where he's just there accentuating in the right way. Yeah. Look, like many of these things, maybe the costume designer wasn't uh, hitting the body shape enough <laughs> of what they needed. Yeah, I wonder if... Uh, I I love Robert Hayes and Peter Weller. Right. I think, ultimately, Peter Weller nailed it a little bit more yeah. than Stallone would have. I think I think for what that character was and is, it Peter Weller was the right choice. Stallone would have been just like how he is in Tango and Cash, where you're like, I'm never really buying it. It yeah. feels like Stallone and his man made a choice. Yeah, it feels like when he's like that kind of snark, he's just put out. Kurt Russell would make you forget about any of the misogyny or almost fucking a goat. You would just be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? God like damn. he would just be like, God. Damn it, Kurt Russell. Everything you do is charming. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I and we should get into the facts because yeah. Oh, yeah. just because even like going through even who's behind this as well is interesting, I think. Like when I realize who directed and who wrote oh, it, yeah. it kind of applies to this. But go And on. he's in it too. And he's in it. Just wild. <laughs> Did not realize until three quarters of the way through the movie. All right. So uh fifty fifty came out. I guess, a uh, limited release on February 26, 1993, with a, a budget of who knows, uh, with a yeah. gross of 229000 Wow, sir. Directed by Charles Martin Smith, who plays Martin Sprue in Crazy. the movie. Yep. Uh, it was- so just to say for that, so Charles Martin Smith, if you're sitting there like, who the fuck is he? I haven't watched it yet. I don't remember Sprue. You know this guy. Oh, yeah. He is in, my big ones are The Untouchables. He is the accountant in The Untouchables. Yep. Uh, he is also, I forgot until last night, he's one of the doctors in And the Band Played On. Oh, Which really? was that movie about the AIDS yeah. crisis, which I also was just like re-watching parts of it last night where I was just like, oh, this was like, I forget that that movie was kind of big. It was like, just like one of those movies that for me was the first time I was like, oh, right, this is fucked yeah. The world's fucked in a specific way. Uh, uh, really, truly was maybe like a movie I could put on the list, at least, of a movie. I was like, oh, that's what homophobia is? Right. Oh, that's how the world works? And uh, uh, also, I remember at the time being shocked because it was one of those movies that had everyone in it. That's the first time I saw Steve Martin be serious. Oh, right. Because yeah. he plays the, the brother of, of an AIDS victim. And I was just like, this is disconcerting. I want the jerk. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Yes, it's not my Steve Martin. It Where also- <laughs> is his arrow through the head? It also, that movie sticks with me all the time because it is used as a sample in <laughs> my favorite Discordance Axis song, which of is course this amazing is. grindcore band, but it's a 13 second song called I Gag. And the line before is Matthew Modine going, and every time I hear it, I've the entire pandemic, it's I just hear this song. Because it's a part where he's like, how many people have to die to make it cost effective for you to, you know, uh, cure people versus kill them? A hundred? A thousand? Give us a number so we don't annoy you to the money you spend on lawsuits. <laughs> it's more than you spend on body bags or whatever it is. But, yeah. like, honestly, the entire pandemic, I was just like, boy, we're back in it. Oh, uh, brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so this guy and also for a canon connection and probably some other ones, he's also in American Graffiti, which in my mind is like Lemon oh, Popsicle. Right. Yeah. Like, 
um, uh, it's like in the same world as Last American Virgin. American I forgot Graffiti. about that. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lil Ronnie uh, Howard. And then as a director, I had no idea he did Trick or Treat. Oh wait, the uh, yes, the, the metal. Uh, yeah, the metal one. Yeah. Yes. Oh, really? That was the first movie he directed. What? Second one, Boris and Natasha made for TV movie oh, with Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas. Yeah. R.I.P. Sally Kellerman. Oh wow. Yeah, and that was a big one for me. I mean, because I was like with Gene Simmons. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> wear your mask. It's sexy. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I just bought a kiss coffin. I know you can't see my tongue, but <laughs> what's your name, sweetheart? <laughs> Fucking the creepster. Ugh. But yeah, that guy, I was blown away that it was him. Yeah. I had no idea he even directed. I had no idea that he, because I was happy when he showed up, because I was like, oh, I love this actor. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's a competent director. I didn't even recognize him. I was like, I was like, oh, not Rick Moranis. But then I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> he's bizarro Rick Moranis. Yeah. He really is. If you look, yes, definitely. But sorry, go on. Who else did this? Uh, so maybe this is, oh, I apologize if this is my autocorrect. But it says written by Dennis Shrike, who wrote uh, or created Turner and Hooch. Mm-hmm. Uh, also co-wrote Pell Rider and The Gauntlet and Flashpoint and Rent-A-Cop with Bert and Liza. Yeah. Burt Reynolds and Liza Minnelli, which has the best like VHS covers that look like that of that time. Red like, Cup comes up a oh, lot. Man. I feel like we have to cover it. Also did uh 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 Hero in the Terror. Oh, really? Oh, right. And then like Michael Butler, too, who co-wrote it, uh yes. Rider and the Gauntlet as well. Flashpoint being a movie that I love, the Tangerine Dream soundtrack. Right. Uh, yes. So I, I just have to say off of this now, too. I don't yeah, there wasn't a link to what the other guy did, but Weirdly, just have to say, thinking about Turner and Hooch, because this is a script that existed since 1980, I would love to know other, like, what are the iterations it went through? Because in my mind, I think, I think, I could be wrong on this, Turner and Hooch was one of those scripts that was, like, a lot darker. Yes. Sort of script. Yeah, and yeah. I have a feeling, looking at that, kind of uh filmography that's what this guy does yeah like you know he's like does the dark version and, and then somebody comes like, up to clean it up love yeah. this story let's get some snark in there right yeah because doesn't it like even seeing that turner hooch and knowing that it was a pretty fucking dark movie i was just like and then seeing hero on the tear and all those yeah. i was like oh. oh yeah hey let's turn this into home alone yeah like <laughs> exactly like it's just like that's when all of a sudden i was like this may be the uneven tone makes sense that they're like Try and then when you see the iterations it went through, yeah. it's like uh, it's not that it's up there, but it's kind of up there with the when you're like, oh yeah, Bad Boys that was supposed to star fucking Dana Carvey and John Lovitz. I, that blew my mind when I heard that on the I fly. Forgot, fly I kind of knew soundtrack. it in passing, yeah. but yeah, on the Fly in the Wall podcast, yeah, yeah. totally fucking crazy. That is, I can't imagine that. No, I it mean clearly, it's a better movie for. I mean, clearly, wasn't the same movie yeah. at all. Like, have you have you ever read one like one of the original drafts of Gremlins? No, the dark, the Chris Columbus like original the one? dark version. Ooh, yeah, I mean that shit is like, it's fun to read, but man, that like one of the Gremlins cuts off the mom's head and rolls it down the stairs, and there's a whole scene in McDonald's. That they like, <laughs> they like left the food alone but ate the people. <laughs> Most of our childhood uh, favorite movies were just totally crazily fucked, even more than the fucked we. Oh yeah! About. At the end, a gremlin is in a toolbox and then gets thrown, or like somehow falls off a truck or gets thrown into the the lake or something like that, and that's how it ends. So 
It's always like you're like waiting for those stories. You're like, did you ever read the original script of Police Academy? Oh man, like Mahoney's original up. character, yeah. he was like, it was like bad a lieutenant, rapist cannibal, and he just he kills everyone at the police academy, and then they kind of lighten it up because <laughs> they realize Michael Winslow can make a helicopter noise. <laughs> they went to the improv and they yeah. just like were like, yeah, cool, let's ah. change it. They were doing cocaine. They were like, Sweet let's Chuck, we gotta get, let's do this shit. But yeah, just like those screenwriters totally made sense in the trajectory oh, yeah. of how this, like, those are, like, they're also, those are the types of screenwriters that you're like, look, we've all curbed what our career goals are. But like, there's sometimes I'm sure you and me both are just like, Maybe I'd be fine if I was just like one of those like writers that's just like, yeah, I've sold a billion oh, I would scripts and love that. maybe, maybe they'll make one and it will look nothing like what I originally wrote. Oh, yeah. I'm part of a writer's group right now that uh, I have to finish a feature by mm-hmm. the end of the month. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay. That's fun, though. That forces you, man. Yeah, because if I'm not, if I don't, then I have to pay everybody else who's uh, doing it $5. Accountability, man. Yeah. That five dollars feels like the like a hundred. Yeah, each one. Yeah, like it's and it's whole... even more shame if you didn't finish. Oh it. yeah, so, like, Jesus. I'm uh barely started, but I, <laughs> yeah, but I, I have a, I have an idea. I'm gonna try, but <laughs> I I have figured out a system that makes it easier, and this will help with when we need to write our uh our movie, yeah, yep. canon movie. Perfect, fantastic. Cool. Uh, what else do we got fact-wise? Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, wait. There's uh, not much for this because also that weird wait. release schedule. What happened to... I just realized that my iPad did not sync with my phone oh, notes. God oh, darn it. Oh, why did you do this to me? How could you okay. do this? Okay, so... Uh yeah, I was right. Dennis Shirak or Shirak Shirak Anyway, it did correct it. I don't know what's going on here, but so the top we're talking about 1993, Jeff. Yeah. So the top ten movies of 1993. Maybe you've heard of these films: Jurassic Park, The Fugitive, The Firm, Sleepless in Seattle, Mrs. Doubtfire, Indecent Proposal, In the Line of Fire, Aladdin, Cliffhanger, A Few Good Men. Wow. What do you think destroyed Didn't. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. Of course not. Right away, can just know. No. Like, it, fucking a fucked up VHS release before 200,000, they just fucking got it in just to, like... I don't know, weirdly hoped that they get an Academy Award nomination. <laughs> Ooh, they're like, great, the Oscars already happened. Oh, god damn it. That's another that's another great lineup of movies of just like uh why I think it could have been a tax write-off. Because it's just like those that this movie shouldn't exist then. Yeah. It feels like an eight or written in nineteen eighty. It feels like an eighty-nine 88, 89 movie. Even production. I know we're I watching was, on a YouTube. Sw- I was guessing 86, 87. I thought that too, because I was like, this looks like it's mid to late 80s. Yeah. Not 90s at all. And nothing about, uh, again, I truly think this one was more competently shot than some really low level canon movies. Yeah, I think so too. It felt like an acquisition. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Did, like, yeah. it did feel, and it felt like they, like, it just felt like they were kind of, you know, maybe a little bit more hands off. And clearly, if it's a canon, it felt like an Orion. Yeah. It yeah. did feel like an Orion, a low level Orion. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but it, 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 
it just like the whole idea of even going off of if you've got like in the line of fire and a few good men it maybe fits in a little bit with what you're saying with that kind of like dramedy like china beach meets good morning vietnam but it's like we're and maybe it is touching upon it but it's like we're now in the like reevaluating military sort of thing and oh, this yeah. one touches upon it a again a bit at the end but just like it feels out of place it feels out of time well because yeah you're we're i mean we're a few years out of the the first iraq war yeah and so like people were still pretty like pro Mm -hmm. government you know pro america so it does feel a little like oh you didn't have a chance right but even that like did they like watching it do you think do you think they were intending a reevaluation of American policy by the CIA, or if it was just a, a a plot device to get to a kind of a romp, right? No, but that's the thing, though. That last half of the movie just doesn't feel like a romp at all. It feels like right. a serious take on it. You know, there's nothing fun about how they move forward, right? You right. know, like when they, from that that whole massacre scene, the helicopter scene on, it's all like serious business. Bad. I'm now realizing though, if Stallone had gotten involved, maybe we got, maybe if he was involved enough, there was a bit of a Stallone rewrite at some point. Probably. If this was being made now, we would have fucking Stallone on his Instagram ruining dinners with his family because <laughs> he's like rewriting it while we yeah. watch it's like again, you got you can't guy always got to do the job. The woman he was in love with, Peter Weller, uh, what's her name? Um, um, oh shit! Why did I forget her name? But like she, Su- Sulita. Yeah, Sulita. Ramona so, Ramen. So she would have still been alive. Yeah, and only like a few of those people would have died, and it would have probably been he rewrote it to be like an uplifting, where like the rest of the people come together in the town and they help especially out especially at that time because like stallone is like bookended you yeah. know it's like you've got your first blood in rocky where it's like okay it's gonna have a like not like a both depressing and okay like but like you know first blood's a fucking you know sad ending rocky he doesn't win etc and then you've got your middle period and then you get back to kind of the split where he starts doing like here's rambo everything's fucked <laughs> fuck everything and my life is kind of ruined but also i still kind of win it's like he finds his way to have it all yeah and yeah it would have been in the fun like if if he went from this to tango and cash and also picture it with eddie yeah it definitely would have been like i told you i was gonna get with her it's like hey she was i had a turn like, yeah sort of thing. and then they would have like it would have been like jaunty music as i came into that uh i mean well okay i take that back so there was some light heart it wasn't all business because i forgot about robert hayes underneath the stage and being like i you know pulling a cyrano <laughs> yes uh cyrano to bernie mac yes. um, <laughs> He does his best Cyrano to Birdie back. He really nails it. He's like, one of my people. <laughs> but it was, yeah, I think, but it, that's again, like, we always would like to know 
the trajectory of development for these and we'll never get the complete story oh, we yeah. would love to know the how many drafts and where it went but this is definitely one that's like at what point did this part come in at the, what point did this part come in at what point did this person suggest this and be like it's kind of getting sad like yeah this is, you gotta, this is kind of bumming me out dude we, like we do have rubber haze here i mean we should kind of make it fun right <laughs> rubber haze <laughs> uh but yeah, I I would say too like I mean just from the beginning uh I could tell without even reading it that Norris was going to maybe be involved at some point. Oh yeah. Because the music was a little firewalkery. The music is even the tone doesn't stick. Like, yeah. It jumps around from being like sometimes like mid song it'll be like Overly serious, like Vietnam music, like <laughs> Platoon Leader, much like Platoon Leader jumps around to then all of a sudden being like lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah. And like almost like Raiders of the Lost Ark serial to jaunty and like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like a team. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. And it's like they wanted, it's like they're trying to like guide us to what it should be, but because they weren't completely sure. And and throughout too, I will say, like, you know, we we said it before how we both watched this movie like broken up. Yeah. It wasn't just because of lives. It was partly just because of my life and like this weekend. I was just like how I needed to watch it. But it also is just it is exhausting. There's something about it yeah, that's not it was kind of hard to get through. Yeah, and not in like, oh, I'm offended or no. I don't like the, it truly was just like you're talking about the Canon Canon baby. We, yeah, we yeah. Fucking- <laughs> yeah, we're 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 desensitized to some of this shit. Yes. So it's like it's none of that. I think I told you when I watched Suburbia for another podcast, which was a recommendation in our yeah. Patreon list uh, for Docs Till Death. And I like my co-host, I was like realizing I was like, you don't watch these types of movies all ever. the time. So now yeah. you're like scandalized. Yeah, he's like, how do you get through this? And I was just like, I mean, that's yeah, my yeah, bread yeah. and butter, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This one I'm watching for fun. Get out of here. <laughs> but uh uh yeah, the it I couldn't I was getting exhausted, bored, and confused. Like I didn't really know what was going on. Sometimes. I certainly didn't. I was like, okay, but I will say this mm-hmm. the most like, iconic line other than the uh piece of ass one. <laughs> Terrific. A boatload of drunks and a lagoon full of sharks fighting for an asshole who's afraid of snakes. Wow, <laughs> yeah, wow, snarky. Everything is, that line is a great example of this movie is full of what we always call the soft joke. Oh, yeah. So soft, you're not so even sure if it's softs. a joke. Yeah. Because it really is like, it has, that is a great Just line. jamming their flaccid wiener jokes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It is yes. It's just like we're gonna have sex, whether you this is gonna happen or not. Like it's just I, we're gonna. I, my my dick is not gonna happen tonight, <laughs> but you're gonna believe it's a joke because it's the semblance of what sex should be, and that is like. I think I was telling my wife, it's like when you write a script and you realize you haven't written any jokes, you just wrote the cadence of jokes. Oh yeah, and that's all this is. Like every single one, you're like, I know that's a joke. We've all been conditioned to know how jokes work. And you and I are professional write comedy writers and teachers. We know when it's supposed to be the rhythm of a joke. But that is one, too, where you're just like, wait, that's just information. Yeah. That's not 
humorous. But the way that he's like, oh, right. then that kind of gives it the semblance of a... And then and combined with like weird nicknames in the 40s cadence you said where it's oh, yeah. like, you, hey, Brickhead or something. Yeah. You're like, was that a name? What is that? What is that one exactly? Also, what I was like, is this supposed to be a joke? Because Bay of Snakes... And they get massacred. So it's like, it's supposed to be like Bay of Pigs, like, but they're just changing it. And now it's. That's, I didn't even recognize that. And that's a bummer. I thought that's what it was. And I was like, oh, is this going to be like a jokey kind of. Or is it because we've established in the softest way that the leader of this guerrilla army is afraid of snakes? And so it'd be like, isn't it funny that it's called the Bay of Snakes? And he's so, but they don't make, nothing is made a meal out of. And every joke has the cadence with no joke and is so soft that you never know how it's supposed to land. <laughs> because that was even, I was like, is that supposed to be like a reference to Raiders of the Lost Ark? But why give it to a character that we're not going to see anymore? But you see those snakes for a hot second. You see the snake. Like, hey. So yes, yeah, so they went out of their way to get a snake to go. Yeah. <laughs> Try to come on this bay. Like we're in the Jungle Cruise. Like basically, like before <laughs> they renovated the Jungle Cruise to make it slightly less offensive. I don't even know what this note says. It says guy shot the sharks because he had chocolate. I don't remember this. Wait, say that again. Because he guy shot the sharks. Yep. Because he had chocolate. I think it's because here's another weirdness with this movie that makes me think that this movie went through some iterations and things were cut. I think you're thinking about. So I was unclear what was going on at the beginning, as we said. Yeah. I didn't really understand what Robert Hayes was doing. I guess he was like a mercenary for hire, kind of like Dudikoff in River of Death. Right. And uh, that's the part that could make it due to coffee because just like River of Death, he's like an ineffectual hero. Right. Like he doesn't do a good job at being what is maybe a CIA operative. Uh, neither of them really do, but Weller does a little bit more. And in this weird world, Weller has installed himself into this regime as the leader of defense or something. Yeah, to like embed himself. Into- and so I guess Robert Hayes got hired to bring these guerrillas in to form a coup. And kill the dictator. But there's also sharks in the water, which look like guys with shark fins on top of their heads. Yes. But then they install (laughs) a pattern for Robert Hayes that he likes junk food. Oh. So he's eating that thing that I think they call a bing bong, which is essentially a moon pie. Oh, right, right. Yes. Okay, now I remember. That they come back to. Yeah. And then I, th- I, that's where I was like, I was like, I know that they're going to be friends at some point. So does he recognize him? So that's why he's shooting the sharks. But then later he picks up the bing bong wrapper and tastes it. And he maybe knows it's him. Maybe doesn't. I couldn't help but think of Cobra and that Cobra's right. partner is a garbage belly. <laughs> but it's again, it's like, it's, it's a weird, they do a weird screenwriting thing, which again, it's just like the soft joke is something that I'm always looking out for. You're always looking out for the thing where you establish a pattern for a character, but you don't do it enough times where you're like, oh, what? Ha-? And then what happened to it? Like, yeah, right. at the, like towards the end that you don't really see it. So when it comes back, you're like, oh, I guess this is his thing. Like, uh, I think the fact that he's a garbage belly is kind of his thing, but it's not used that much, but mostly it's used so he can bribe the man who's angry at them for getting flipped off an elephant. 
<laughs> which then will lead to that guy getting murdered like 40 minutes down the line after because the dictator has now plied him with cakes. Right. And now because he has a taste for sugar, he has a taste for American food. Oh, for boy. For bing bongs. Yeah. The same as with the coins. Like. Oh, yeah. The flipping of a coin as a pattern that, yeah. isn't a pattern. Oh, but Jeff, they they pay it off at the end. How That's beautiful. the thing. I think if, how beautiful, Jeff. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. um, I'm gonna have to disagree with you here. Um, I I thought Jeff, Jeff, I thought this was a a quite a beautiful sentiment, uh, a, a beautiful scene uh, where her memory is um, immortalized on. Oh God, Frank's losing it on here. on a coin. <laughs> And and then on the others, and then on the other side, it's the two of them. <laughs> Frank, I'm sorry. You're right. No, fuck you. No, I'm sorry. Fuck 50, you. 50, you're a smart. No, <laughs> you are heartless. Cause you said it doesn't pay off. You said it's not a pattern. It's a pattern the whole fucking movie, Jeff. You're right. You're right. I should have uh, seen that a pattern used twice was a good enough pattern to use as a payoff for the end of the movie. Have you no heart, sir? I am offended and I don't like it. I have had enough. And further, <laughs> but that do you see what I'm like? I just think like they would do these character things that are supposed to be character moves, but then they would either have so much span in between yeah. that you forget like why we're doing it. It's an so, outline. Like, it does feel like an outline being like, oh, and then it'll come back here, and it'll come back here, and then you don't. Yeah, and then you're like, oh fuck, we made the script like 160 pages, and now I don't know, Stallone's not going to do this line, and we already <laughs> know that he doesn't like bad food, and Weller looks skinny, but I guess it were all right. Let's just cut this part, but we still left the Bing Bong in here. Uh, I guess 40 minutes after he's going to have to get murdered, so yeah, we'll leave yeah. the other Bing Bong in. It's all right. Two guys in their 40s won't talk about this one day and <laughs> yes, really exactly, take it apart for ad nausea. <laughs> but it just that kind of happens a couple times where you're like, you're you're. It's unclear what the plot is, and then you're also establishing character moves that are supposed to make them individualized beyond also the trope. Of these kind of like right. uh, snarky, fast talking mercenaries. And so then it, but it all doesn't exactly add up as you're watching it. You kind of get lost of like, oh, right, that's his thing. Oh, that's his thing. And so even, even the pattern of Frenchie being like a ladies' man is the one they use the most. Ladies' man being he's just horny. Yeah. But it like he's a pig. He's a fucking pig, man. It's fucking disgusting. But like it's like it's it's so soft, like his dick and his jokes <laughs> that like it doesn't hit sometimes. Like sometimes because that's the other weird part about this is this is a script that has existed since 1980. We imagine has gone through the Stallone ringer at some point, and then it still somehow feels improvised sometimes. Oh yeah. But improvised by two people who aren't that funny. 
we like we know Robert Hayes is funny, but when he's given airplane, <laughs> we're not sure. At least I'm not positive. Like he can come up with a funny just because you can deliver funny lines. Well, so then the jokes feel odd sometimes. But the reason why airplane is funny is because they're not really. I mean, there are some uh, deliveries that are straight. jokey, but they're playing it as if it were serious, and that's what makes it so funny. Yeah. I will I will give it credit. Okay, we're shitting on the jokes, but I will say there was one legitimately great joke. <laughs> I want to know if it's the one I thought was actually the leg. <laughs> the leg's not bad. I thought that was funny. Robert Hayes thinks that his leg has been blown off. Yeah. And he looks down. He's like, oh, I've got a fake leg in the hospital. And then a guy missing a leg comes over. It's not bad. <laughs> it feels it's, like a David Wayne joke. To yes, me. Yeah, so, it yeah. does feel like, uh, but I think it's like such a small one that omits so many soft jokes that it, you almost don't register. But yes, it definitely is a joke that could be in a Wet Hot American Summer style joke barrage. Right. It ain't bad. The one I thought was legitimately funny was... Later on in the movie when they're training the gorillas. Because uh, a big chunk of this movie eventually is... The training so, montage. Yeah, the CIA hires that one member from the CIA. Who his name is... I can't, They said it a billion times. I can't remember what that actor's name said he was. Um, uh, but... Uh, uh, I just want to remember it is... No, it's not Akatar. Because that's who they are trying to protect... Uh, I did write Saved by a Bing Bong <laughs> at one point <laughs> as a joke. Um, oh, crap. Sorry. I'm just getting stuck on what... The, oh, Sprow. His last name is Sprow? S-P-R-A-U? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The director, yeah. The, the, the director, Martin yes. Martin Sprow. Or yes. Sprue. I, I put, yeah, Sprow. Sprow, yeah. Sprue. Um, uh, uh, but so basically, he, he hires them when they finally escape... Uh, just to get to the middle part, just saying how plot wise for this one joke. Uh, and they're going to help out Akatar, who is like a, 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 a leader of a smaller part of this fake country. I can't remember what they called it. Oh, uh, it's... Um, it began with a J. It's their Valverde. It's uh, Tingara. Oh, that's what... It, okay. Yeah. Great. Tingara. So it's, it's T. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Southeast... Um, it means southeast in both uh, in both uh, the Malay and Indonesian languages. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Great. Um, uh, so they want to install this guy as the new leader of that country because he's a fair man. He's a good man, um, and so he has. They get hired for a quarter of a million each to go and train these uh, soldiers who are not soldiers. Either way, long story short, the thing that I thought was the funniest is when they are doing, uh, teaching them how to shoot, uh-huh. and none of them are getting the target. Right. And then the one guy's gun. Oh, one yeah. guy had made a gun that legitimately, I was like, God damn it, I'm laughing actually hard at it because it looked so crazy. Yeah. It made his own gun. It had like two or three magazines connected, so just all this <laughs> shit coming out. And I think especially at that point, I mean, we were like an hour in, 40 minutes in, I was just like, that's Getting a good loopy. visual joke. I'll give you that one. Um, you got uh, an itch. Suffer. It just it just looked so good to me. Um, and so, yeah, it was... I mean, here's the thing. Like, in my notes, I'm seeing, I wrote immediately, like, I'm worried this is going to be too serious, maybe, is what I wrote. Oh, really? Oh, wait, when uh, 
early on or yeah because yeah. right in the beginning part because i was like right away when i think i had he set gets up, shot in the head that shocked yeah. me that shocked me that's the thing like and i was like oh okay and even him it leads to the line that you said but he like sees one of the mercenaries drinking and then throws it away but it's not comical enough to even lead to that comical line and I was like, oh, are we going to find out he's an alcoholic or something? And like, then, like, then it gets darker than I think. And like, and I remember that line that you said and just immediately thinking like, is this supposed to be funny? <laughs> or is this going to get super serious? Like it's a heart of darkness type of. Like it's a know, heart of yeah. darkness <laughs> that involves bing bongs as well. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, and but they, and, and again, that it's the Bay of Snakes and you're like, Feels like an airplane joke, but it's not much of a joke. And why am I thinking of it? Oh, because Robert Hayes. Like, yeah. I can't not picture that it's an airplane-style joke. Uh, uh, but then when you get there, you're like, oh, it really is just some snakes there. <laughs> They're really just showing it off. <sighs> but because also, like, I just wrote Tone Baby right away. Because even when he escapes and he doesn't get murdered by Peter Weller with the rocket launchers he looks back or no he's looking out at the water at the from the water before he gives a middle finger as he sinks which is kind of a joke because then he's just swimming anyways and it's like well again defeated your weird joke there but the amount of dead bodies he's staring at is like that's a lot it's like just like none of the like you're bad at your job and this is supposed to be fun or funny But it feels like we're watching the Mosquito Coast or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, <laughs> is this going to turn into Midnight Express? Like, it's like, what the fuck is this movie? Um, I think, I also didn't, I thought he was eating a York Peppermint Patty. I didn't know what the fuck that. There uh, wasn't a Moon Pie, yeah. Yeah, that was going to end up being a Moon Pie. Uh, yeah, Fake Leg. Uh, uh, yeah, this is, oh. this, this movie's full of our favorite type of jokes. Soft ones. Well, that, a good another Robert Hayes moment where you're like, okay, uh, where you could kind of feel the writer kind of like smugly grinning uh-huh. as a writing it when he goes, uh, which story do you want? You know, the sap, sad one or the whatever. And he's like, whichever one will keep you alive. And he goes into that awful Buffalo, New York backstory. It's just so corny and delivered. Oh, right. Yes. Like, and that was when I was like, why are we getting this now? Like, and nobody we- thinks of Buffalo, New York as like the armpit of America or anything right. like that. It's like, what? Unclear. And that's like, yeah, one where you're like, oh, maybe the writer just has a real beef with Buffalo. There. Must be, because Jesus Christ. Uh, 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 do I look dead? No, but you don't smell too good. Oh, Soft joke. It's just like, really, is this like, you know, it also felt like I reminded me of Murphy's Law, like a lesser Murphy's Law, because it was just like all of the nicknames were like Cheesehead, like Brick Brain or whatever. But you can't match the beauty of like, you donkey fart dick nose, (laughs) like whatever the fucking she would say. Um, Weird. It's hard to not sometimes just go through the barrage of weird jokes, like when they're they're handcuffed together and he tries to scratch his dick. Oh, right, right. And he's just like, I have an itch. Yeah. Soft so joke. He's like, suffer, yeah. Just, yeah, if you don't think you're, if you don't, this is the main thing, is like, if you decide early on you don't think they're charming, you're just kind of shit out of luck. Yeah, you're, yeah, if you're not charmed by it, then you're gonna have a rough time with the rest of the movie. And, I mean, but like, 
even with like, yeah, for a piece of ass, you start World War Three, and it just the way it's delivered feels gross. Yes, and you're like, I can't even. <laughs> you're like Frank just got attacked by a bug. <laughs> no, get away. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's like the way he's delivered. Just it doesn't. It feels gross, and then. They have that scene where they do the the joke because he can't like um, remember their names or write them down, and then Peter Will's like, "Come on, doll!" Like as he, t- but she was right. I put it down. She was right. Take it seriously. Yeah, because that's what she was talking about. But like the the scene where also it's it's the sexism also feels forced too, because like when she's climbing over that wall and they're both like staring at her, <laughs> it feels so awkward. Yeah, and so put on that you're like. No. <laughs> you know what it, it there's partly uh uh it's not I'm not saying this as like a slight to the actress but like she's not a they don't they don't set her up as this like she seems like a human being. And they set her they they're like the lines are delivered to like if they were setting up like in say like Enter the Ninja or something. Like yeah. okay, like if they made it as this like sex pot but you're just like, and it, it's not like, uh, oh, who's the, it would be like, it would be like if the lines were delivered, and I think she's great too. Like, who's the woman from Hot Shots? Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, if it was like someone who like had that kind of like look to her, and it's just like, but they're like delivered like she's not very, she is very kind of TCB as a character in this movie. And so when Weller turns around too and like falls in love with her briefly, it just doesn't completely line up. Well, because there's not a. Also, I think you you were pointing out like it's it's so grounded, and she's like trying to fight for this cause for her people, and then they trivialize it with like this kind of like some like it hot like they want it to be like a some like it hot kind of like you know yep. uh, rivalry of like let's see who can you know get Marilyn Monroe, and it, like it's such a or even ta- like forties version, but Tango and Cash, like what Tango and Cash right. becomes, where it's like this kind of like jokey pissing match yeah. between the two. But and and so it it but like I and then th- all of a sudden she changes too to be a little flirty, yeah, and that feels weird that turn, and then like she lets because it feels like it's happened because it has to exactly, and then like Peter or uh, Robert Hayes having that moment where he gives her the massage and then she's like hey buddy don't yeah. be doing that and then he's like oh she has a mind of her own not my type yes like, yeah oh buddy <laughs> i mean also yeah uh, speaking of another oof like when they 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 escape from that uh uh land uh uh that they're gonna go back to what is the land called again or the fake ting oh, uh tingala no, why I should just uh, Tingara. Tingara. They escape Tingara and they decide to go to uh, Singapore after they shoot that like Dario Argento style like stained glass ceiling, oh, uh, right. and also have another like can picture as a Tango and Cash another forty eight hours sort of style joke like Walter Hill delivered version where they're like on that roof. And they're like, remember Bill Pomeroy? He had this unibrow. Oh, and he that... jumped from a truck. What happened to him? He died. Ooh, that's what I was like. Ah, I could just, I just picture like it's so written. It's yes. so written. It's very like Catskills. Like I think that's the. It's so written and doesn't get delivered. I'm glad you. Yeah, you said Catskills is like. 
a Catskills joke really needs to have an extra oomph to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, kind of like with that 40s dialogue. Or if you're going the other way, like you got to have Kurt Russell, you know? Like you got to have just the charm of Kurt Russell, like selling yeah. anything. Well, even like Kurt Russell at his broadest, like even like feels charm. Yeah. I don't know. There's just like, even like Big Trouble in Little China where it's a lot of like, hey, sweetheart, you know, like a lot of that stuff. But Because it he's supposed to be the nincompoop. Right. He's in the In Big Trouble and he gets it. And so if he delivered as Jack in Big Trouble a line like when they get to Singapore and he's talking about this, these ladies like, oh, you should have seen her. She used to have a mole that on her thigh me. that would throb. Ugh. I was just like, ew, that's not sharp. There's nothing about that. And like, <laughs> and it's it's delivered so, again, softly. And I will say, I know I said it was like directed competently, but I think like sometimes it's like, this is getting super picky, but it's even like you need the audio mixing of some of the jokes like you need a Robert Altman it. You need to like fucking like have someone on the fly mixing that shit and make sure it gets up because it feels like they're just making it up as they're wandering and they're walking away from the microphone. So right. I'm like I had to go back and listen to that line. I know I have hearing problems, but I was just like, what about a throbbing mole? And what is the joke? Like, is that supposed to be like I'm joking? They were actually ugly, or does he have a thing? For chewing on throbbing moles. Ugh, that reminds me of that Sarah Sherman uh, sketch from uh, SNL. Which one? The recently one. Uh, the one that uh, Oscar Isaac hosted. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, okay. It's it's weird as fuck. Did she finally get to do she gets some to Sarah do, Squirm stuff? Oh, man. She's doing, she's doing some real Sarah Squirm stuff. Man. I will say, too, uh, another thing that's oddly disconcerting about this uh, and I almost want to, I'm going to see if I can bring up, I was texting with uh, John Murray about this this morning. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, John Murray, of course, uh, 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 co-hosts an episode recently uh, on uh, Raw Deal. Uh, he was talking about 50-50, and he said, uh, Hayes and Weller. I remember being like, Robert Hayes from Airplane, I'm in. Been ages since I've seen it. Didn't know it went through so many iterations. I remember liking it, but also remember thinking it was really violent, but like casual about how violent it is. And he also, because uh, we were talking, this is why we were talking to, is asking me if I knew that Stallone had a podcast. His daughters have a podcast that he was oh. on. Um, and I had kind of explained the CIA thing. And he goes, yeah, it's what I remember. It's like they're being awfully jokey for being so horrible. <laughs> But the thing I also brought up was, I don't know if you felt this way, it felt like when I first saw Big Lebowski and oddly was like, god damn, they swear a lot in this movie. Oh, right. Yeah. It was a little uh, weird. I was shocked when I first saw Big Lebowski. And for this movie, I was shocked how much swearing is in it. Yeah. Like, especially from Robert Hayes, like every time he's just like, like, fuck, fucking shit. And even John Murray was like, I remember the swearing. Like, it was, like, disconcerting. (laughs) Oh. And he also will say, though, he said the commercial on the TV sold it as a buddy comedy. Oh, yeah. But they're horrible. They can barely stand each other. And they're killing people and swearing all the time (laughs) when you actually watch the movie. And they don't even care about the people that they're trying to train. They just want the money. So then it's like, it's not until later when the, the turning point, too, to me, where it started kind of, like, to to nod to another movie was like oh the the 
when they drop the supplies. Yes. And the little girl has a grenade. Yes. I was like, what is so, this? Yeah, the CIA drops airdrop supplies because the Sprue or whatever had said, just tell us what you need. We'll send it to you. Uh, uh, and then later it's just like, and that's it. If you need peanut butter or condoms, we can't get them out to you. <laughs> like you're on your own. Um, again, just it's soft joke. I don't know. Uh, uh, but yeah, so it starts dropping and the CIA is dropping it terribly. Yeah. It's falling on fucking houses. As he says, Spruce says, it's like even Langley can't control the wind. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Yeah, guess- but you could have. Why didn't you just land too? Well, that's it's like why bother? It's one of those cannon moves to me where it's like there's a point to it. Like there's a point to deciding that that's what happens in a scene. Right. Little little uh, inside baseball for you people. When you're writing a script, usually there's supposed to be a point to when a scene is happening. It's supposed to further along some sort of theme. But they just they wanted that scene in the movie where the little girl was holding a grenade, and they're like, "How do we get there?" And so yeah, it does end up with they ruin the town, this the the village by ruin like dropping on buildings, and then it gets to the point of like, and it's supposed to be kind of funny that all the kids are freaking out about grenades. Yeah, and then a little girl has sitting there and has pulled a grenade, and I think what it's supposed to exist for, the purpose of it is mostly to get the woman to see that Peter Weller cares about He's a good, them. Yeah. Because he stopped a grenade from going off that could kill other people. Like that. But that's, that's how I got my wife. I mean, that's how I got my wife too. I mean, we're all with Weller on that, but it's just yeah. like, it's such a low bar. <laughs> it really. But it also is like, was it supposed to exist to show us? Because the tone of this movie is unclear about uh, comedy wise, action wise, thematic wise. It was it also supposed to exist as a scene of just like this what happens when America comes in. They try to help, but they also destroy as they do it. Uh 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 you know, uh, oh oh wow, now we're seeing the visual of the weapons of war in the hands of a child. What a strong metaphor. <sighs> or was it supposed to just be funny? Like what was the, and we don't know like and so and I think that happens often is like scenes like that happen I'm like I get why you had it for just the simpleness of getting a romance in right but you're also kind of like I think you could have come up with something else but like it's too much like a lot of canon moves it's like too overwrought yeah with lazy metaphor <laughs> like it's too overwrought with children having the the weapons of destruction in their hands. But it's also kind of supposed to be funny, but maybe not at all. And is there and, and is it how intentional? I'll give it the benefit of the doubt of going with the screenwriter that maybe it's supposed to be intentional. But at what point in some of these scenes, how intentional is it supposed to be of the destruction America brings when it tries to help? Like, uh, but because ultimately that scene, like a fair amount of these scenes, leads to just like, what? Like, what do you want from me as yeah. a viewer? Like, what do you want? What do you want me to feel? What do you want me to... Yeah. Do you want me to be laughing? Or do you want me to be horrified? You, is this... I'm or horny sure. to picture a romance. That's the crazy part. I, I think, Jeff, I think you're trying to cover your tracks here because I think you were laughing your ass off when that little girl had the grenade. 
It, oh, and you were like, <laughs> you're waking up your child. Honey, you got to come in here. You got to see this little girl holding a grenade. She pulled a pin. It ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, because even, like the, uh, even we mentioned it before when he, when they're going <coughs> through the desert or the, the forest and he says, uh, I know this forest like the back of my hand. Another pattern that isn't enough of a pattern. Always have to do it, but if we were putting our sketch teacher hat on or our improv teacher hat on, we would just be like, I see the pattern you're starting. You haven't established enough of a pattern. Yeah. You. He only says it twice. Two times does not make a pattern. <laughs> that means he remembers he said it once before. That's it. I know it like the back of my head. I half expected with all the soft jokes him be like, what the hell is that? Yes. Uh, looking at his hand. And I th- and we could have even missed that because we were bored, but because like him knowing the back of it, by the back of his hand would not lead to necessarily him walking on an elephant that then kicks him up. But also that's supposed to be a joke. But also it is the it's uh it 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 definitely also has moves in this that look we're all victims of it. we all do it when we're writing. But like it's like a scene exists just to set up for a scene down the line. Yeah. But then when it becomes just a compilation of scenes that are existing for of to service a scene 10 scenes from now, yeah. combined with a co- weird tone, you don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, you're just like, am I supposed to think this is super funny? Am I supposed to think it's scary? Am I supposed to be horrified? So, like, with that little girl, like, are you supposed to think it's funny or be horrified? I'm pretty sure horrified, but... Because, like, I, in, I again, why you... I think it's good, like, you know, whether I like that movie or not, from what I remember, at least, like, Good Morning Vietnam does a harsh shift. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, no, this is the part where we're like, this she is the horrors real. of war yeah. sort of thing. Versus in this, you're like, yeah, maybe it's the horrors of uh, puppet regimes. Who fucking knows? I, I guess so. I really do think it was trying to go for a Good Morning Vietnam type of yes. feeling. Like, am I supposed to be terrified of him uh, almost fucking a goat? Jeff, <laughs> I mean, is this supposed to be about the horrors of, of war? War can do crazy things to a person. Like, have you almost... Considered it. <laughs> consider fucking a goat. Yeah, Robert Hayes sees Peter Weller getting with the one woman in the movie. Uh, this movie certainly doesn't pass, pass the Beckadoll test because truly... Wait, the Dan Beckadoll test? The Dan Beckadoll test. The Beckadoll test. Yes. No, I, this is, does not pass the Beckadoll test. It's just not funny enough. <laughs> okay. Like him. Uh, that's our version. That yeah. is the canon canon version of the is Dan Beckadoll, Beckadoll test. test. <laughs> um, but it yeah it doesn't because like I truly was like oh right there's not been any women in this movie until she shows up, but Peter Weller is like basically like falling in love with her quickly on a moonlit river while Robert Hayes drinks with a goat eating rice and Talk- the synthesizer plays bird sounds yeah <laughs> I was like those bird sounds are, are really weird yes. He's complaining about eating rice. He just wants a big, thick, thick steak, a yeah. bottle of red wine. And then, and he's like, and I'm sitting here talking to you. And he's talking to a goat. And then it does, like, harshly, like a tone shift in Good Morning Vietnam. But legitimately, there's no way you can't watch it. And I know that was the intention, but it's still shocking that you're like, 
they want us to think he's thinking about fucking a goat? Yeah. Because he definitely has like five to ten seconds of staring at it and touching its forehead and being like, maybe I could fuck a goat. (laughs) What if they did like a serious, like bestiality scene where they shot it like a love scene where they intercut it with like Peter Weller having sex? It would be and, like and, the wife in uh, airplane going to going to the tower to meet up with uh, Lloyd Bridges, I believe, uh, and she's in bed with the the horse. Oh, remember she goes, "You can let yourself out. There's juice in the fridge." <laughs> <laughs> but it's it much like at that point, especially you're just like, "What the fuck is going on in this movie?" Like that's that is like soft joke into gross, like where it's just like, wait. You haven't set up even enough that he's that much of a hard-on ladies' man. Right, that he's just horny all the time. He's just achingly horny. That he, yeah, that it's like his penis is going to explode if he doesn't fuck a goat. Right. Like, and it's just such an... And again, they don't come back to that. It's just a quick little <laughs> so just show him, like, oh, uh, putting a hole in the ground and fucking... And he's like... <laughs> Frenchie! <laughs> he says his own name yes every time he comes he just says his own name and ultimately he just wants but to fuck himself like, so okay so they 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 speed up the whole like getting falling in love thing so that way it makes more impact when she drives the bus into that helicopter just like she gets shot sacrifice herself yeah it would be harsh enough if she just Dude, sacrificed herself no but they show her getting like duh, 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 like she shot. gets blown away like that guy in total recall <laughs> right yeah. who schwarzenegger use quaid uses as a human shield. shield and i remember at the time there being a debate because oh, yeah. some people were like did he use that guy when he was alive as a human shield and it's and one did of he those shoot where, through like, him too like that was a whole like yes uh, and it's like, uh, it's a little bit of one of those dumb ones where I was like, why was anyone, if this was Twitter now, it would be such a long, annoying oh debate. God. But I was yeah. just like, uh, not to spoil, but it's like the end of Power of the Dog at the end when whatever happens at the end, my wife was just like, people are confused about what happened? What is wrong with people? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. People are dumb. Um, uh, but yeah, she gets blown away and then gets killed. Blowing up the fucking, blowing up the, so at this point, we have found out that uh, Sprue can't get into contact with them anymore. Nope. They're on their own. The CIA has already set up this one fucking puppet organization, like, coup, but now America's backing another one. Yeah, they're like, wait a minute, you can't do this other thing. And they're like, well, then fuck it. You can't get a hold of them, we're going to murder them. Yep. So that also ends up being because also just a reminder we're coming out of the quote unquote fun training montage, <laughs> right. the CIA training montage where, where they finally get the hang of it and everybody's like yeah and then that one guy sells the dress bus driver sells them out and yes. it's like ugh and it is the CIA training montage that's supposed to be fun and it's not as fun as you want it to be I was excited when it happened I was like all right this is fine. Uh, they go from uh, uh, slobs to snobs. Yeah, they get zeros very, to heroes. <laughs> yeah, zeros to heroes, definitely. I Going back to what I said before, I swear there was Police Academy music playing I thought so. Yes. They have many, many wonderful soldiers. Oh, punky. Oh, punky. Mahoney. My wife was very blood away. She's like, why do I look? Why does that guy look so familiar when we just watch it? I go, oh, punky. Punky. Um. Uh, he gets a blowjob in that fucking movie. What a crazy movie. <laughs> um, but uh, 
that's where we do the thing you talked about where we have Robert Hayes be like, uh, what is, what are all your names? Tell me and I'll write them down. Right. And I, it, it feels like they also like told them like, just say, I, that's what, that's what creeped me out about that joke or like freaked me out where they were just like, as they shot it, they didn't tell them what the joke was. Yeah. They just shot them from their side. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, like the medium or whatever and said like, oh yeah, just say your names. Yeah. And they said them and they thought like, oh, this is cool. I get to say my name in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then they like shoot Robert Hayes's side and he's like, oh boy. Okay. Well, you're, uh, you're slappy. You're ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> you're flip flap. Uh, it did. Fe- yes. It felt like when you have those moments when you're like watching either usually sketch like something with like tim and eric where you're like man i love tim and eric and then there are those moments where you're like i don't know if they knew what these other people knew what they were doing yeah that's that's my or kids if you like kids and and you're like oh you didn't realize that the on the other part of the coverage was going to be like the equivalent of you're in happiness you know what i mean you're in like a todd solens movie or is that his name no is that yeah todd solens yeah I blanked and all of a sudden I was like, is that the name of the guy who did Old School and The Joker? <laughs> Todd Phillips. Yes, yeah, Todd yeah. Phillips. But it would be like, yeah, my kid's got a role. I don't know what he's saying. Oh, this, this is cool. Like, I'm like, oh, going to suck no. your dick. He's You're like, like oh, no. <laughs> but yes, and it did. It And because uh, this was another canon move, I didn't trust uh, canon. Like, because I was like, I bet you they're probably speaking uh, Malaysian. But... Partly it's because my kid watches Minions so much. I was just like, I wouldn't put it past them to just be like, just say whatever. Like, it's just anything. Yeah. Whatever sounds the craziest to Robert Hayes. I mean, banana. Yes. They, they, one guy said banana over and over. Hey, that, we, uh, Universal uh, Hollywood, that's a pretty fun ride. I got to say, I just put it on our Twitter. Legitimately, I think the first movie that my kid sees in the theater might be in July because the new Minions is coming oh, yeah. out, but JCVD is in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. He plays Jean-Claude. <laughs> he has a giant fucking lobster claw, and I was Perfect. like, oh, man, he doesn't even know. It'll be his first kind of canon movie. It's one of those movies that like I can watch with my daughter. Like That series is like, okay, this is funny enough. It's funny enough. Yeah. It's definitely It's the only one so far that I've been like... I can deal with this. Like yeah. that and the, like the Lego shit. So oh, far, Lego stuff is always good. Uh, Mitchell's versus the machines. She loved that. Yeah. Which I was like happy about because that one's really But like funny. I get a little bummed if he's like, I, I was, I was, I'm sure it'll actually be fine. And he made me listen to the soundtrack, but he like wanted to watch Encanto or Encanto. Oh yeah. I and I'm sure it. it'll be okay, but it's just like, but I it's just Disney. don't it's care like, about Disney at Yeah. All. It's Disney fair. I mean, I yeah. really liked it, but yeah. that's, I'm sure know, it'll be totally adequate, too, but yeah. it will not register with me at all. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the opposite, much uh, it, speaking of registering, <coughs> that's what we're kind of saying is like the training montage is like not funny enough, and we also have like the joke of like anyone who wants to hit me, come hit me, oh, and then right. a guy who basically is like Bolo or whatever his name is from uh, from fucking Bloodsport comes out, <laughs> like who's jacked, and he goes, okay, anyone else, and it's like it's I, it's a rhythm of a joke, it's cool, <laughs> but so that's crazy because we we see friendship. We see fun. We see humanity. And then it truly did, like, weirdly resonate with me. Yeah. When I was like, that guy who is the fucking beefcake. Dude, yeah. He plowed gets, down. I was, like, sad about yes. that. Yes. I was like, fuck. And then, like, yeah, well, Jeff, you know, you can't teach a, a man to sideswipe a bullet. You can't. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
And but and that's the thing. Like it's also like at that moment we're like, gonna forget about Afghanistan. <laughs> fucking they. That's another. It's like they do these reminders that are like it's. It is the same as. Again, there's parallels to Commando and Predator because they do the same moves. Yeah. But they keep them vague enough in Commando <laughs> and Predator that you're just like. They would be in commando just like, do you remember Saudi Arabia? How can I forget? And they just move on. And you're just like, okay, Jesse the Body's just talking. And like, yeah, they've done a lot of shit. Yeah. They've probably done some fucked up shit. But we don't know what it is. Or like, it's the same as it's like, I lost four men in theater, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. it's just like, what? In this, they're just like, Afghanistan just keeps coming up. And then it's like 48 people died. And you're like, oh, my God. And so... And so then... We could have at least gotten a flashback. No, I'm just kidding. Right. Like, let me see this. But that's the thing. When we watch all of these people who have been uh, given humanity get plowed down, and you also at that point are like, this has been marketed to me as a fun buddy romp. This has been sold during the movie as fun buddy romp with soft jokes. When you pull back for two seconds, you're like, "I'm what I'm watching is the side maybe we're supposed to be on. Yeah. But it's also unclear because, honestly, it's the CIA. And none of us should trust any move the CIA does, even if in this version they're like, finally, we're fighting on, for, on the good side. Like, Peter Weller makes a big stink about that. Which seems to only exist to make us be like, okay, I guess this is the good side. I have no idea who's what, who's fighting for who. No. And like, we're just told like, well, Peter Weller feels something because he was in love with her. So that yeah. must be the, and also we got to know these scrappy, you know. So I guess they're the good guys. But we, and honestly though, if you really sit there and like start to like overanalyze while you're watching, you're like, so, okay, so I'm watching America come. Blow away these people. So it's like, okay, weirdly, this is supposed to be a movie that's like probably supposed to be jingoistic. Yeah. But now it's actually not. But there's not enough of that theme. So you're just weirdly confused. It's like, yeah, what's supposed to happen here? Like, that's what I was wondering. Like, the helicopter that lands that shoots everybody. Mm-hmm. It's like, is those are Americans, right? I believe so. Because that was when that woman came. And it's just like, this job's right. not that glamorous. I got to turn around in a half hour. She was sending American troops to murder them, the guerrillas, who, again, it's more of that, like, we've got, like, one quick scene where he talks to the leader, and that's supposed to be enough to humanity it, enough that we're not supposed to think, well, if the CIA was backing them, it's probably fucked, too, somehow, politically. Basically, if you have to go in this to have fun with it, that you trust the CIA— and you also will trust when the CIA turns itself on itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so then if you once you start pulling at the thread, it already had enough fucking threads <laughs> because it was too much of a soft dick joke movie at the beginning. And now the few people we saw humanity in are are gone. Yeah. And not in like a fun way at all, like slow motion, like it's like the platoon music. They really be like yeah, t- twist the knife. On that, I kind of half expected though her to walk out of that fire or somehow be like okay, like she jumped out of the yeah. Uh, if she showed up at the end sitting with Sprue, or she's like, she's like, 
you didn't order a fourth glass of right. champagne, like some shit. That would be the Fast and the Furious I would have definitely expected She that. would be our Han. She'd be coming out eating a bag of chips. Need a ride. <laughs> but so it's like right by then you're just like, oh, this is fucked. And, and, and they took it out of his hands, Jeff. Took it out of his hands, man. Like, sprue. Just sprue. fucking. They took it out of his hands. Look, he had a contingency built in, though. He gave him a million dollars just to make up for it. And they oh, said, yeah. fuck it. So we're not going to take your filthy money. I mean, we'll take it. Don't we'll worry. We'll take we're it, gonna but take gonna, it. we're going to be uh, kind of upset about it. We're going to be a little upset. We're not. We're, we're going to leave. We're going to leave eventually. We're going to go to Rome, but we're not going to do it now. Instead, we're going to go in and kind of get some shit done first, kind of. After because that, I know it like the back of my hand. <laughs> well, that's the thing. When they were talking about Rome and stuff, I was like, are they now making light of this tragedy? Like They're just like, well, whatever, fuck it. But then, Jeff, but then. This is where I'm so glad we established a pattern. Jeff. A pattern of one with the coin. <laughs> Jeff, that's what I'm saying. Now, if you just shut your fucking mouth, Sorry. Sorry. just sit down and eat your pie of humble, if you will. <laughs> it's so humble. <laughs> and they they took that coin. And Jeff... It, oh, no. Here we go again. Jeff, we saw... How that coin landed. And what did he do? Jeff, what did he do? You say it. It came up tails and he told him it was heads. <laughs> oh, Frank, he's losing it, people. He's <laughs> we, oh. And we know, we oh. know how important coins are at that point. Because again, but that's a friend, Jeff. That's a friend right there. That's a friend. Frenchie was just going to go fuck. Take some, some notes every time you flip a coin with me, huh? I'll think about it every time I flip a coin because it happens all the time. All the time, yeah. All the time. But yeah, no, Frenchie was just going to go fuck some uh, throbbing mole in Rome. But then he decided, you know what? I'm, I got a friend here. I'm going to, uh, me, and, me and Peter Weller, we're going to split this. We're going to split this burden. We're going to split this burden 50-50. And we're going to go in. <laughs> and so... Yeah, it ends up that they are going into back into this fake land to now kill the person who Peter Weller worked for at the beginning because oh, yeah. that is now the puppet regime that America is backing. Uh, uh, again, in theory, that's the thing is like because we said how confusing it is, we're supposed to. Sprue is kind of supposed to be a good guy, but kind of not. He's like the good member of the CIA. <laughs> uh, Jeff, he's uh, morally ambiguous, okay? He definitely is morally ambiguous. <laughs> and that's so... It, I, at best, you don't ever get good versus bad, which would make it sugar take the medicine a little bit better, I think. I think, again, commando-wise, where you're just like, he's good, they're bad. Jeff, that's life. All right, this this movie has multitudes it's more real you see jeff you're talking yeah. about commando where there's obvious good and bad guys but this it's more complicated than that our situation abroad it's all more complicated than it really is 50 50 is the one canon film that understands we live in gray yeah we don't live right. in black and white where life is not 50 50 it would be nice to live in a rainbow society but let's be <laughs> honest here it's all gray were they picking up cocaine 
in the village at that one point when that old lady was sh- scooping up white powder? Or was that rice? <laughs> that was rice. Okay. I would just all of a sudden, <laughs> because I was so confused on where we were going, I was waiting for You're them like, to ooh. throw in a low, a, a late low point. plot, slub, slow oh, like, yeah. plot point that would be like, oh, and also opium. Is we're here. we're we're in the hero's journey where everything is falling apart and they've like lost all their will and then you know yep. they get it back but uh and so yeah they end up uh breaking in going to go in and kind of have fun again it's like a fun half romp half serious yeah because the whole like electric electric a fence scene which i didn't even know that was happening right i didn't really completely understand because he said how will i know he's like lick your finger and touch it yeah and he doesn't he he puts his whole goddamn hand on I it know. He's like don't do that he was telling Take a you. stick yes but it was politics lousy sh- <coughs> it was politics lousy shitty politics i just remembered sprue yelled that um uh and so yeah they uh, so, Weller wants to do something good. Yeah, they go there. Oh, I forgot. Also, Peter Weller pulled a Black Widow on someone. He yeah, did the like leg with the legs. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, he got he gets stabbed, and I said, "Make him a RoboCop." Yeah. Oh my god. Well, because I'll say too, like at this point, like it is the least riveting version of what could be happening in this movie. He gets locked in a closet. Yeah, and it's like him trying to fish out a key, and then Robert Hayes waiting. And we're supposed to have the thread of time that's supposed to make it, but like, it doesn't completely resonate. So what you're watching is essentially someone doing a carnival fishing game for a key. Yeah. And Robert Hayes is kind of like eating a bing bong again, and like like waiting. Right at, right at. And then he makes it, and then it happens, and cool. It's kind of just like they get in, and... It is still nonstop quiet banter, like in this. That's really what the summary of it is just like quiet banter. Uh, oh, also another. I know it said again, competently, competently directed, competently, competently, competently. But like the releasing of all that smoke <laughs> makes it yeah. so you can't see anything. But it's not like. Uh, dramatic. It feels like they didn't have a budget, so they just were just like, just throw smoke in. We don't need to get any fight choreography, like whatever. <laughs> yeah, it is. well, it all be covered up. Yeah, it just kind of kills time. Like, there's a lot of like killing time at yeah. the end of this movie. Yeah, it's it's very uh, it's soft. Yes. Yeah. Just like the jokes, it's a soft. Yeah. Soft save. Uh, I will say. Uh. Well, one, they do... So they end up getting in a position where they need to do a full frontal assault. A Butch Cassidy. A Butch Cassidy. Yeah. And they do a Butch Cassidy slow motion. The slow motion seems like all of a sudden they don't know how to shoot guns. Like, it's just like yeah. the angles are crazy. It's not a fun Butch Cassidy. What if that was like the first day of shooting and they didn't do the training yet? Yes. <laughs> that's what it feels like. It feels like... uh, uh, uh some of Dudikoff fighting in one versus two for American Ninja. You know, it's like yeah. when it's like, oh shit, yeah, we should spend a couple hours showing you how to do guns. Um uh because yeah, it it's it's it is like a Butch Cassidy young guns run out, but it's just kind of anticlimactic because it just 
feels like oh, they don't really guys. know what they're doing. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Uh-huh. Not to, not to, well, I don't want to spoil, but uh, the most canon moment in this movie. Were no, you about to say? no, and oh, okay. righteous gemstones. Oh my goodness! This, uh, a, you can skip ahead. Uh, what four or five minutes for maybe two minutes? Give me a righteous gemstones. I, I'm there. What? Oh no! Just they were watching Young Guns. Oh my god! And that that last uh, there's there's a reference to it where they try to emulate so with Young Guns and it's funny. so funny. It's right. so fucking funny. I this season was stellar. Season was mind blowing. This season was, I liked season one a lot, but like or I kind of with Danny McBride stuff, I kind of am kind of hot or cold with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And the first season, I was like, yeah, I like this, but the second season, man, was just amazing this one really so i mean this first season i watched twice through and yeah. i was like i think this might end up being my favorite danny mcbride related project and now it has a hundred percent become and still leave it up to twitter i don't even remember who said it but i remember i was like someone was like subtweeting righteous gemstones of like complaining about wolves attacking gray wolves attacking humans and i was just like just just whatever just, just let it happen yeah, man dude. we know it's fun that's why it's there's happening. a lot of that shit that wouldn't whatever but it's, <laughs> people are the worst but it's a strong season but anyway. what i was gonna say for uh uh fun and shocking like that Yes. What is the most canon moment in this movie? Where I was like, what the fuck? Where he shoots like this rocket into the dictator's uh, gullet. Gullet, yeah. (laughs) And he looks down and he's like, And we see it just sitting sitting there there on his stomach, in his stomach. And then he blows to bits. Like body parts, just like it's it's like hot shots. He blew like up hot real shots good. part duh. Like yeah. hot shots part duh blowing up or UHF. It's like UHF yeah. when or when he does the Rambo parody yeah. and it's like one foot away. Cause it is just bits of meat and it's not clothing. enough of our Delta Force rocket <laughs> motorcycle or Chuck Norris sliding down and shooting people to the Delta Force theme yeah. from a zip line. But it's almost there. It's almost enough to just be because, but also because the rest of it was taken so soft dick joke seriously. And then that happens. Yeah. It is You're just like, like, what? What? It was like a Moments true... ago, we were being like, oh my God, the love of my life sacrificed herself. And everybody that we trained that we care about is dead now. Oh my God. And it's like, no. Yeah. It's insane. Like it's a hot dog in a microwave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It's you think it can't explode more than it does, and that it does. It's just like you're gonna be cleaning that microwave up for hours after this guy gets Ooh. a rocket launcher to the gullet. Then you found out you got all this chicken broth in there too that's caked. But that's the crazy part is is that much like then the rest of this movie, like that happens, and then the music shifts to like it reminded me of like Empire of the Sun. Yes. Like, it is, like, so fucking dramatic (laughs) and, like, sad and, like, mournful for the loss. Wow, we did it. We exploded him real good. Really? Was that, like, the microwave hot dog? (laughs) Yeah, I was singing the same thing. It is just crazily, crazily shift change. Uh, And then jumps to Rome. I, I half expected the bad guy to be like, you want a piece of me? And then he goes, how about many? <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need. We needed that. I mean, that's a hard, hard 80s joke, hard 80s action joke. 
Uh, that would have been a slice Stallone. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, uh, and then, like, Kurt comes rolling in. It's just like, well, yeah. I guess that job's done. Like, right. Like, guess we're going to Rome, huh? Hey, I didn't get my party invite. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to let me have a chance to blow him up. I gave you a chance, but you let me. Oh, man. We got to work on this partnership we got as they're babbling to each other. Oh, yeah. Goes slow Next fade. time. Yep. Uh, and then we do kind of have the closest to that. I mean, I will say it. It the moment worked enough on me that we have like Sprout and Rome. Right. It's like the bat- end of uh, yes. Dark Knight end Rises. Of dark, yes. And they he bring the the waiter brings over three glasses of champagne. He's like, just leave them all. They maybe let the waiter be too flummoxed. Oh yeah. Like just do your job, dude. Like, like also, it's like. Who are you to judge? Get the fuck out of here. Let the man party if he wants to party. Yeah, look, he's in Rome. When in Rome. When in Rome, three glasses of champagne. Yeah, we always <laughs> say that. But, like, I mean, truly, I was like, you're like a 70-year-old, like, career waiter. Just let it <laughs> let it go, buddy. Uh, uh, because you should know that that's part of the gig. You should be like a Peter Luger's dude. Oh, like, you're yeah. not sitting there being like, you're going to have three of these whiskey sours? Like, no. He's like, how about three more? I'll give you, th- and I'll throw in a Manhattan yeah, on I'll top of it. I'll throw steak inside of this cocktail. Yeah, this one's going to have pure thick bacon, so it's you gonna die have, immediately. <laughs> it's going to have mashed potatoes on this. <laughs> Cream spinach whiskey. Uh, and so, but yeah, and so Sproul, like, does a little... Like, salute, and then they show up. Ah, yes. We said 4.30. Oh, oh it's They fun. made it. So, they Jeff, they made, made it. it. It's so fun. And yeah, and so they are alive, uh, and Frenchie's on the prowl. He's ready to fuck again. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they got a new conquest. Uh, <laughs> they're dirty dogs. Oh, they're always man. chasing that tail. <laughs> I truly, when, so Sprout wants to give him a gift, and what they're showing is that they have installed the new uh, puppet regime. Yes, I guess America. Uh, they're they said, fine. All right, fine. Yeah, um, that that's usually how America works. Too. Yeah, they're totally cool with it. Yeah, yeah, and they're gonna let uh, these two guys. Leave. We only invested billions of dollars in this, but you know what? It's yeah, cool. you're a little bad news bears. Yes. Uh, a, yeah, it's just, it's. And fine. we'll let it go enough that what we're gonna do is print coins, and on the coin is the death of our martyr, <sighs> and also you guys. And oh no, here come the Jeff, waterworks Jeff, again. I'm. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> how can you sit there and not be moved by that seat? I half expected a bus to be on there, too. My black heart doesn't even see. You know what I literally am just realizing? Are they supposed to be dead? What? Like, are they supposed to be, like... She died, and they died, and they're all martyrs. That's why their heads oh, are the other point, and that's how America's not killing them. They they fake their they deaths. Fake their they deaths. have new uh, identities. Yes, and they've got gonna, these passes, and they're not tickets. They let them go passes, anywhere. That's right. Uh, they have, yeah, they got new passports got, from Sprue. Although the CIA would be able to track those fake new passports because they made them. I don't think so. I think they just all hey water under the bridge. Or it's just a classic kind of like canon ending of just like, I don't know, who cares? Yeah, who gives a fuck? Yeah, we don't get it. It's cute. exactly what we just talked about. Yeah, basically. <laughs> People are telling us who gives a fuck. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, and so yeah, they realize that they're on the other side of the coin and they're like, that's fun. Uh, and then... Ah, they, Jeff. You know what I also... Ah, Jeff, what? they're on the other side of the coin. Oh, look at that. Ah, Jeff, ah. 
Real 50-50 move there right you go. there. Ah, that's a 50-50. That's, I literally yeah. just realized oh, that, too. Oh, that's the why. Okay. We talk for two hours. But that's the thing. They don't establish coins honestly enough, even though it's the ending, to even resonate. I know I'm dumb. I brought Jeff. it up before that it took me like two years to realize Jeff. that it was transparent. But I'm an idiot. Oh, no. Here come the waterworks because he realized it all this worked. This puts even more... Impact on the title and the coin. It's <laughs> what are they deciding at the end? They're doing one last flip to go. Who gets the lady? Oh, that's what it is. And they say, I call head shark bait. Yeah, <laughs> little reference to the beginning, all full circle. I legit at one point. And I, I was like, oh, I'm just in a crazy moment. But I was like expecting that to be a block of C4. And it was going to explode and kill yeah. the middle of Rome. Because <laughs> I didn't know where this movie could go. And then we see that it's uh, his love. Yeah. And she planned it all. Exactly. And then it ends on a freeze frame. Feels like it should be like, taking care of business. It really, yeah. Some fucking song like that. Slow ride. Take it easy. <laughs> but like a, like a kind of like third tier Band doing yes. a slow ride type 100%. of song. I mean, maybe Humble Pie. Uh, we it already might be. It might be. Uh, uh, 50 Days in the Hole starts playing by Humble Pie. 50-50 Days in the Hole. 50-50 Days in the Hole. Oh, my God. It all works out. And, yeah, that's 50-50. It is uh, the journey of where this movie went in pre-production might be more interesting than the movie. Yes, and it also, though, again, it's like, I will say, when you were texting me, I was prepping it for it to be worse than it was. Yeah. Versus it's just like, it would be a movie that if I had watched as a kid, I would rewatch it now and be like, what was I doing? Yeah. Like, why did I watch this so many times? Was it just because <laughs> it was on? Well, Jeff, I, sometimes I do this to psych you up. Yes. Because I want... Uh, Interesting conversation where I set you up to think it's a real turd burger, and then you watch it, and you're like, no, 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 wait a minute. No, no. I have to to go 50-50 on this opinion with you. (laughs) (laughs) Man, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. You'll, you know what? Honestly, even though we talked about for two hours, if this is a movie you watched, you will totally watch it, and then kind of forget it, honestly. Like, yeah. we'll talk about this, and, like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, 50-50. I think I remember it, yeah. I think I remember that. I mean, I, I will say even, uh, uh, did he have, yeah, Eric, who I mentioned before, we had asked, like, anyone have any thoughts? Oh, yeah. Uh, in our Patreon, he just said, I watched it a few weeks ago. I liked it, but mostly because <laughs> Weller and Hayes are fun. There you like, go. And honestly, like we're crazy and we talk for almost two hours about these things but really that's mostly what you should think about this movie yeah it's like they might be fun enough it's on youtube look it's on youtube it's it's on youtube go watch it if you're like not into this just move on this is what yeah this is definitely a movie that like i think uh uh you know when you watch this is when literally you feel like you've run out of everything And you're just like, I don't know. I'm just going to put this on. And honestly, you start looking at your phone most of the time. Oh, yeah. And if you decide to give up on it, you won't even remember you gave up on it. Yeah. And that's not even a negative. That's just like, this is just one of those late 80s, early 90s movies. I wonder if this is going to be like an Apple situation where I want to... Because there were so many good like 
user reviews yeah. of this movie. And I'm wondering, there's probably got to be people who listen to this that disagree with this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to hear from them. Yeah, please, honestly, let us know. Take uh, us to task. Because even, even the stuff, like, you know, we talked a long time about, like, how, like, ultimately it kind of feels uncomfortable, the plot, like the CIA stuff, but also... It's kind of soft enough that it's not even so uncomfortable. It more just like makes you think every now and then of just like, hmm, I don't know whose side I'm on. I don't really know if uh, I'm, this is supposed to be you're a good guy or not. But I also kind of don't care because ultimately they're being Peter Weller and Robert Hayes. Yeah. It. You'll be more shocked by the swearing from Robert Hayes than you will by the it actual politics shocking. of this movie. We've watched plenty of more fucked politics Movies. This one was just more of a thinking exercise that I realized I got into of realizing what are what are the main plot devices that pull me out enough of an a basic '80s action movie. Because there's other ones too. Like I remember finally watching Navy SEALs and just being like, I don't know, something about it's just not fun enough. Like yeah. I don't like unless I had watched it as a ten year old. If you watch it, if you watch some of these movies for the first time, like versus like oh. Commando is a movie, I think, if you had never watched and you basically like these types of movies, yeah. somehow you never saw it, you'd watch it and be like, this is the greatest fucking movie ever. Or Predator. Like, I'd right. be surprised. Versus this one, you'd be like, I don't uh, know. Who cares? That reminds me, uh, we I had a screener for Gucci. <laughs> you know, I had a screener for that. Yeah. And this movie's almost three hours long or whatever. And we were like, all right, let's get some drinks. Let's get ready. This is going to be a fun watch. And we were like, oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, this is not fun at all. Yeah. This is baffling, boring, and yeah. And also, I would imagine something like Gucci, you have already heard all of the jokes yes. about that they sound like vampires, and you're like, all right, I'm already over that because of Twitter. I mean, I will say this, though. You still are like, they sound like vampires? <laughs> yes, but Leto especially is just something to behold, just where you're marvel. just like, wow. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Gag, 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 going. And like, when people say that he's just doing a high-pitched Mario, it's like, it's serious. <laughs> like, there's a part where he's pleading. He's like, oh, you're breaking my heart. Why are you doing your cousin? Am I breaking my heart? And you're like, woof. You said it uh, on an episode recently, I think when we were watching The Hitcher, where you're just like, shit still gets through. We all oh, want to yeah. act like, uh, but like literally, no. House of Gucci is going to be like in contention. And I'm Isn't sure Leto threw a, a goddamn, you know, like he probably threw a fit about it if somebody told him, you know, don't Isn't do it that. Academy Award nominated? Did it get any? I don't know. I'm sure it was in the running at least. They were like, pushing it hard for SAG. So yeah, And like, everything I've seen is just like, no, you can't. No. Like, get out of here with this. Yeah, this is no, crazy. No. There were so many more great performances than him just being like, are you breaking my heart? And I know there's like, I mean, even like, you know, uh, 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 some people, it's not cool to say you like it, but I do find still drive charming sometimes oh, yeah. because most I really like Ryan Gosling yeah. a lot. We've heard me talk about the nice guys that's, so much. Well, that's what I was going to compare as far. That's so funny you brought that up because I thought about that, about like how Shane Black is good at this type of dynamic. Yes. Right. Of like that bickering where it still kind of feels written. It feels a little put on. Yep. But it's like with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or nice guys. Uh, it's like, oh, that's effectively. Yes. They they because you know why because the characters are distinct enough yeah and here it feels like you can interchange the lines no matter what doesn't matter who's yeah. saying lines sometimes 
will Shane Black's Parker be good? I really am so... I went back and forth with John Murray and like, honestly, the the factor that is the hardest is Robert Downey Jr. Because I can't picture him. It is an equivalent right now of like uh, Tom Cruise as Jack Reacher. Like where it's just like, yeah. but Parker's supposed to be like quiet and misanthropic and he's not like hey here i am i'm just a yeah. banter 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 uh and the nice uh, guy yeah, you know you know what's going on it's uh yeah <laughs> exactly it'll just be so yeah i'm just like oh why i brought up drive is like no matter what you still have like i remember one of the things that broke me about drive was just like ryan gosling's doing that dave foley voice from that kids in the hall sketch when he's an assassin hired to kill himself <laughs> I can get this target that you need. Like, it's just yeah. like this weird. And like, I all of a sudden I was like, I can't pay attention to this choice anymore. Uh, either way, all of that, what we're saying is uh, House of Gucci still exists, people. There are bad movies that still exist oh, yeah. now and problematic movies. But uh, yeah, 50-50. I mean, we got to rate this thing. This is this is late in the canon empire. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is our canon rating. One out of 10 canons. How many canons is this canon? I'm going to give it a 50-50. Just kidding. Uh, seven. Yeah. Seven for me. Because it is because of the wild tone shifts. Yeah. Uh the dialogue, the kind of like witty comedy uh with quotes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it just it's baffling. And because of the history, I think that makes it a pretty big canon. Yeah. It's all of the yeah, the excess parts make it a I'll give it a seven point five too. Yeah, it just it's missing the fun. Yeah, it is. Uh and and uh, it's all in, in, yeah, missing the fun. And also, even if it was going to be more fucked up, like even that, like I said, like yeah. where it's like you'll watch it and not even be that upset about the politics. Yeah. Like it doesn't even have the fun of just like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, like a lot oh, of candidates we love. Yeah. I remember quoting this movie. Whoops. Yes. <laughs> like it's just kind of just like. Yeah, the CIA is at best complicated, uh, but there's not. Uh, you're not going to be quoting any soft jokes, mostly from this. Yeah. Um, Frank might try to pull that leg joke on me at some point. And oh day yeah, day, but all the time. Yeah, but that's just life. And you're like, no, Frank. I know fifty fifty the sure, joke. We now we and know. I'm going to make a coin. Flip. Flip. Yep. I will say with our uh, faces on the back. Man, yeah. If someone could mint. Uh, a can of can of coin, the logo on the front, and, and it has Kim control on the, <laughs> on the headside, and it's sponsored by Pluto TV. The coin, um, yeah, uh, you know, if you watch it, you won't be offended, and you won't remember it probably. Yeah, this is definitely why. Also, yeah, I would like to look at the reviews too because it's also one that, like, beyond nostalgia, I can't fathom many people. Not either fondly or negatively remembering it. Honestly, most people would just remember it pretty 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of like, yeah, that was a movie I watched a bunch. Uh, it's not going to be like an ice pirate where all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck was I doing with my life? Or Man, honestly, you really, parts of Police Academy. You you really are fixated on this ice pirate rewatch. Because it's just like, it was one of those brief little moments you have sometimes where it's like, if I have to reevaluate this, I have to reevaluate <laughs> A lot everything. of, the, yeah, no, yeah. I try not to go down that path. Yeah, because I, yeah, I have too much of my life has spent reevaluating oh, yeah. every choice I've ever made. <laughs> but. Oh, now you cry? Yeah, yeah, wait. Now, if we're talking about me, my heart ain't black, oh, baby. Boy. Um, 
so yeah, uh, 50-50, get on it and then don't remember it. Uh, but remember us. Yeah. What? Frank, where can people find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Canon Canon. Second Canon is one in. And go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Canon Canon. Again, uh, we got our normal episodes uh, every week. And then we also have our bonus episodes and all that fun stuff. Uh, and yeah, we might even have a, a product review coming, like Frank said. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I will say uh, until next week, I'm Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia Hale. This is the, the Canon. Canon. It's either Akinta or the Lone Ranger, and I don't see Tonto. What? What?